Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. The Spartans' winning streak is now at 13 straight after yet another triumph over one of the top teams in the state of Montana. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. The Missoula Sentinel football team has carried the momentum of last fall's state championship run into this season. After ripping off 10 in a row last year to claim the school's first Class AA state title in nearly 50 years, Sentinel moved to 3-0 this season with a gritty 29-21 victory over number 3 Kalispell Glacier on Friday night. Top-ranked Spartans saw Adam Jones score a pair of fourth-quarter rushing touchdowns to remain undefeated. Glacier power back Jake Randina scored twice on the ground, but that was offset by Sentinel senior Zach Cruz throwing a pair of first-half touchdowns to help the Spartans keep pace. Big Sky and Hillgate both had a hard time getting on track last week. The Eagles could not get on the scoreboard while six different Helena Capital players scored as the Bruins cruised to a 49-0 win in the capital city. At Washington Grizzly Stadium, the number five Bengals of Helena saw future Grizz quarterback Caden Hewitt fire six touchdown passes all in the first half as Helena crushed Hellgate 63-6. In the Class A ranks, Jarrett Wilson continued piling up eye-popping numbers, throwing for 370 yards and six touchdowns to lead Polson past Ronan 62-8. And in Class B, Azula Loyola moved to 3-1 with a 39-12 win over Conrad behind 167 yards and three touchdowns on the ground from Taylor Reynolds. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory.
What's up, Montana? Welcome back. Nuanez now. ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanez. Broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. I was down at Northwest Motorsport today. They boast the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. And seen it in person? They're not lying. They're located here in Missoula at the corner of Stevens and Mount. New to Missoula, new to Montana. You can also find them online, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Missed anything in the first hour of the show? Good buddy Sean Rainey swung by to talk all things Big Sky Conference football, particularly the Grizzlies and the opportunity they have, not this week but next week, in Cheney on ESPN2 against the Eastern Washington Eagles, a top-10 showdown if both teams can take care of business this weekend, the opening weekend of Big Sky Conference play. Also caught up with Alex Eshelman as part of our Montana State Minute. Alex, a uh, reporter for SWX Montana Television, ABC Fox, and uh, she's doing a great job over there in Bozeman. She is on the way to uh, cover Montana State at Portland State, their first matchup in the City of Roses since 2018, and also did a little fancy football advice as well. You want to find anything in the first hour of the show, you can find it, as always, on the Nuanas Now podcast. Please rate, review, subscribe. Nuanas Now, proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, Sportsbet Montana, and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Well, happy now. Welcome back. A good friend of this show, guy that contributes around here quite often, especially during football season. He's Sam Herder. He's the senior FCS analyst at Hero Sports and joins us now here for our ESPN roundtable here on Nuanez Now. And Sam, conference play on the horizon across the country. Well, let's start with just the FCS as a whole. What have you thought so far early on in the season? What sort of your favorite storylines or the biggest trends or, uh, you know, how has the FCS been, especially with so many of the teams playing in the spring? How has it been compared to maybe what you expected it to be and what, what have you been watching? Yeah, I think it's been an excellent start for the FCS. And I think especially, I mean, you can certainly highlight the 10 FCS over FBS wins. Um, and I think there's been a lot of, or a decent amount of games on ESPN or, you know, some, some finishes of certain games that are, giving, that are getting some national love. And so I think the attention on the FCS uh, has been pretty good. And overall, I think it's been a good start for the FCS season and really its reputation. I think the reputation of the subdivision took a hit a, a little bit uh, just because, you know, even going back to 2019, there weren't a lot of FCS over FBS upsets. There was like a record low, six NFL draft picks. And then you had the messy 2020-21 season where, you know, some played, some didn't, and all that. It was just kind of a messy time for the FCS. Uh, but this September of 2021, uh, I think the FCS has certainly flexed its muscle a little bit and is getting a, a lot of good pu- uh, publicity. Let's talk about the beginning of Big Sky Conference play. We're in Big Sky Conference country here. And uh, first and foremost, before we get into what might happen in Big Sky Conference play, the Big Sky has made waves across college football with four, count them, four upsets of FBS opponents. I'm not exactly, I know it's the most in the history of this league, but I'm not sure where that ranks in terms of other leagues. But here nor there, a couple upsets of Pac-12 schools is always going to get you some headlines. Uh, So you're just your impression of the Big Sky's non-conference thus far. Yeah, uh, really impressive uh, so far. And I'm uh, in the middle of an article right now just talking about, uh, you know, the the debate right now of who the best conference is in the FCS. And for most of the the latter half of the 2010s, it was the Valley versus the CAA. But I certainly think the Big Sky has kind of, you know, overstepped the CAA and now it's the Big Sky versus the Valley debate. And so I'm kind of diving into that for an upcoming article. But I think it, it goes to show 
just how much better the Big Sky has gotten the last couple of years to now be a part of this uh, discussion. And, you know, these wins aren't just, I mean, no offense to Eastern Washington, but I don't know if I would consider that an upset beating UNLV. Still really an impressive win, uh, but it's not like the Big Sky has four of those wins. I mean, Montana obviously had, had the ranked win against uh, number 20 Washington. Northern Arizona kind of came out of nowhere. They got a P5 win. Uh, then UC Davis beating Tulsa. Uh, I mean, Tulsa's a program that was in the AAC uh, championship game in 2020, and so that's no slouch of an opponent either. And so it's not just beating those four uh, FBS programs, uh, it's, it's beating, you know, three of them I think are, are pretty good teams. And so just, yeah, it, overall a, a really impressive start to this season for that conference. Jacksonville State, they went into Florida State and knocked off the Seminoles. That was a huge win as well. What other FBS uh, teams have fallen to FCS opponents so far this fall? Yeah, I think the one that caught a lot of people's eyes, uh, you know, besides the Montana one, besides the Jacksonville State one, South Dakota State beating Colorado State, uh, 42-23 in a game that really wasn't uh, all that close. Uh, that was the opening the opening game this season for South Dakota State, and they answered, you know, really their only question mark they had coming into this season. Uh, you know, they have a loaded roster, but they had a question mark at quarterback. And that was Chris Oladokun's uh, debut, and he looked really, really good uh, against Colorado State, and, Colorado State. And so that opened a lot of people's eyes. I think ETSU beating Vanderbilt was another really big win. Uh, I know it's Vanderbilt, but still, they're in the SEC. So whenever you have a SOCON team beating a team in the SEC, uh, that certainly is going to, uh, you know, catch a lot of eyes as well. Is it because a, a closing of the gap between the FC, FCS and FBS, or what? Is there anything you can point to as to the why here, Sam? Uh, you know, I it, it's tough to really put because I've, I've gotten that question a lot of is the gap closing, and it's really hard to to really tell. Um, I know back we we did cover some recruiting uh, a few years ago in the FCS, and I know. When you look at the 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019 recruiting classes in the FCS, the number of three-star guys coming to the FCS, the number of guys that were getting you know, multiple FBS offers that were choosing FCS schools was going up. And so I do think maybe the talent overall um, – you know, in the FCS is improving. Uh, and, and there are a lot of, you know, with the transfer portal, a lot of people look at all the star players from the FCS leaving for the FBS. But when I tracked, I think it was in 2019 or 2020, uh, the amount of players that went to the FCS to the FBS compared to the FBS to the FCS, there was probably two and a half more FBS players coming down to the FCS than vice versa. And so I know the FCS has lost uh, a lot of good players, but at the same time, I think there are a lot of players coming in. And so I think that has to do with a lot of it. But at the same time, I think the FCS playing games in the spring uh, has helped. Um, and also just with the fact that there was a free year of eligibility you know, the scholarship limits isn't necessarily 85 versus 63 anymore. I believe James Madison has 80 scholarships, 80 guys on scholarship right now, just because the NCAA kind of took those scholarship restrictions off with the, extra, with the extra year of eligibility. And so I don't know what the breakdown is across the FCS, but there are a lot of FCS teams that are playing with, you know, a lot more than 63 scholarships. And so I think just having that additional depth has helped with some of these FCS over FBS upsets. 
Sam Herder, Hero Sports, joining us here on Nuanas Now. It's the ESPN Roundtable, presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Paradise Falls has all your college football action on each and every Saturday. So head on down there. They got 30 big screen TVs, 18 draft beers, breakfast, lunch, dinner, whatever you're in the mood for. Also have an early and a late happy hour every Saturday. And of course, they got a Sports Bet Montana kiosk as well. So if you're looking to throw some wagers down, you can also do that. Uh, Sam, I want to talk about the the uh, the polls right now before we get into a little bit of a preview of conference play. Uh, they're sort of set in stone as it is because it's kind of a stalemate. A lot of the teams in the top 5, 6, 7, 8, even all the way down to 10, 11, 12, 13, they all doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing and the ones that have done exceeded expectations, the teams that are ahead of them have exceeded expectations as well. People are, people around Montana are arguing, you know, the Grizz walked into Husky Stadium and knocked off Washington. How are they not number one in the country? Well, it's because Sam Houston State has been really impressive. South Dakota State has been really impressive. James Madison has looked great. North Dakota State is absolutely still in the mix. So uh, what do you think of sort of the stalemate we have uh, amongst the, the uh, pretty much every national poll you can look at? Yeah, it, it's hard. To, I mean, I think a majority of ballots have, you know, those teams one through five and a bunch of different orders. And you can make an argument for a lot of different teams. I understand why uh, a lot of people have Sam Houston as their number one team. I personally have South Dakota State as my number one team. James Madison has looked really, really good. Uh, and so I know they've gotten some first place votes. Uh, I don't blame voters for that. And then Montana, I know has gotten a couple of, of first place votes uh, as well. And, you know, when you, when you beat a ranked team, a ranked FBS team like they did, uh, you know, it's, you know, that's, that's, that's a very good reason to have them number one. And even North Dakota state, I don't believe anyone has them number one on their ballots. Uh, but I still think the Bison have looked so good that anyone that, you know, moves NDSU up to their number one, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think I, I would blame them either for that. And so that's kind of the, the top five for a lot of people. The good news is, is these next couple of weeks, we're going to find out a lot more about these teams. Uh, Sam Houston hasn't really played anyone all that good yet. They play ranked Central Arkansas this week. Uh, I know next week Montana has their best test of the season FCS-wise. Uh, going to Eastern Washington. Uh, NDSU certainly has their best of the season so far going to UND. Uh, I believe James Madison plays another uh, ranked opponent. That's either Villanova or uh, New Hampshire. And so these next couple of weeks will tell us a lot more uh, about these teams uh, because so far, you know, it's it's hard to, you know, really, I I think – so I, I think Montana probably has the most impressive win, obviously beating a ranked FBS team. But I think the best gauge so far is James Madison beating uh, Weber State because I think you can tell more about an FCS team on how they look against a ranked FCS opponent rather than beating an FBS opponent because there's so many variables that go into beating an FBS uh, opponent where I think you know if, if Montana – goes to Eastern Washington and beats the Eagles by 21, that will probably tell me more about Montana and where they stand nationally than their win against Washington. And, uh, you know, I, I, so I think we're going to see a lot of results in the next couple of weeks that will tell us a lot more about these particular top five. What did you think of that James Madison Weber State game? What was your takeaway? I had it on, but I was working on some stuff on the Bobcats because I just got done covering that game. So I watched it a little bit, but didn't watch it that intently. Um, but it seemed like James Madison pretty much controlled the game. So uh, what did you think of the game, and do you take anything away from James Madison's 37-24 victory over Weber? Yeah, I, I take a lot away from that because I think that was uh, James Madison's best chance to kind of get that 
that that marquee win for the non-conference as far as their argument for potentially getting the top two seed uh, because Sam Houston has a good chance to go undefeated. Montana and South Dakota State have that FBS win. And James Madison will certainly get uh, uh, several chances to get ranked wins within the CAA. But going on the road and beating the number nine ranked team uh, and doing it in decisive fashion, I think, was really impressive and kind of a statement win for James Madison. Uh, you know, Weber State, uh, having their having Bronson Barron outs uh, certainly hurt them. Uh, but more so than that, with, J- with James Madison, I'm more impressed with the Dukes. Uh, scoring, I think it was like 37 points, and I know one of them was a defensive touchdown. Uh, but putting the, up that many points on Weber State on the road, I thought was really impressive because, uh, I mean, this is a Weber State team that made the semifinals in 2019, and a lot of their players, you know, from that team besides the two stud defensive ends are, are basically back uh, on this year's defense. And so I'm uh, really impressed with what James Madison did this last weekend. Sam Herter, Hero Sports, here on Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Radio, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana Television. Sam is the senior analyst for all FCS football there at Hero Sports, doing a great job of covering FCS football on a national level. All right, Sam, let's talk about the Big Sky Conference with conference play on the horizon. First and foremost, UC Davis has made waves, including that upset of Tulsa, and I know that they were supposed to drill San Diego. They did. They were supposed to drill Dixie State, and they did. But the Aggies riding high. Dan Hawkins has proclaimed multiple times on the record that this is his best UC Davis team. San Diego, they're a school that's really familiar with UC Davis just because of their regional rivalry and usually playing non-conference games. Dale Lindsay, San Diego's head coach, he also told me that UC Davis has their best team under Hawk. And uh, so I think it's a huge litmus test as Davis travels to Weber State this weekend. Weber State is the champion until they're not the champion anymore. But this UC Davis team, despite the graduation of Jake Mayer, the departure of Tim Plow, one of the most prestigious and prominent offensive coordinators in the big sky, they're rolling right along. Hunter Rodriguez looks like an absolute stud. They look way better to me on the offensive and defensive lines. But big prove-it game in Ogden this weekend. So how big is this game as Weber State welcomes UC Davis to town? Yeah, I think this is one of the top two matchups in the FCS this weekend. Uh, this one along with Sam Houston going to Central Arkansas. Uh, but I think this is what, well, this will tell us a lot about both teams. Because I think Weber State certainly needs to win this game or else they were on the risk of falling 2-1-3. and three. Um, And I know they could obviously rebound from that and, you know, win out in the Big Sky Conference and finish 7-1 and one and still make the playoffs. But if you're, if you're sitting at 1-3, and three, you know, you're, you're kind of in playoff mode, uh, you know, starting pretty early in the season. So this is a huge game for the Wildcats. And on the flip side, I think this is probably a prove-it game for UC Davis. They are kind of teetering on that top 10 range right now. I know in the stats perform poll, they are uh, number 12. I believe I have them number 10 right now uh, in, in my balance. So I do have them uh, in the – yeah, I have them number 10 uh, in my ballot right now. So I already have the Yankees my top 10 and I think they can keep on climbing with the big win uh, at Weber State and uh, I mean this is obviously big for the big sky pitcher but I think in the big in the big picture too uh, of the playoffs this is big for you know seedings and positioning yourselves for you know setting yourself up for a nice playoff run so this I know I know it's only September but this is certainly a, a big game for the big picture of things are you surprised uh, with Davis's performance so far uh, you know, the the more I looked into them, you know, in August, the, the more I, I I started to like more and more about them. Uh, you know, you, you know, going back to I think probably July, I was kind of really liking Idaho State as my sleeper team, and then I got into late July, and I'm like, you know what, Sacramento State, they're pretty talented. They they have a question mark at quarterback, but their Big Sky schedule isn't all that bad. 
Uh, you know, I kind of like them as my sleeper team. And then the more I looked into UC Davis, I'm like, yeah, man, this team could be, this team could be something uh, this season. And so I, I guess I didn't see that FBS win coming, but I did see you know, them looking pretty good to start this year. Um, I kind of had a hunch about this team. And, you know, even going to the the spring season, uh, we saw flashes of Hunter Rodriguez, the quarterback, looking really good. And I believe UC Davis was 3-2. and two. And then their last couple of games were, were, were canceled or disrupted due to COVID. And, you know, Dan Hawkins, it was interesting, he told me at Big Sky Media Days that they actually got a call from the playoff committee and said, hey, like, we have an at-large bid spot for you guys if you want it in the spring playoffs. But by that point, UC Davis, uh, they hadn't practiced in two or three weeks. They decided to shut things down instead of waiting for the playoffs just because they didn't think it was a good idea to, you know, take a three-week break and then all of a sudden try to prepare for a playoff game. And so they declined. Uh, but that was interesting that UC Davis, you know, looked like they probably could have been a part of the spring playoffs, but ultimately decided uh, not to take that bid. Um, and so I think, you know, just, just even going back to the spring season, I thought they looked pretty good. And so, you know, coming into this fall, I thought they had some pretty good potential. ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Sam Herder, Hero Sports, joining us here on Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television around the great state of Montana. I want to ask you about Weber State quickly, Sam. They are the champions. They're your champion until you're dethroned. But for whatever reason, there seems to be this, this skepticism about Weber State. Or I don't know what, what it really is, but it seems like there's this perception that they're not quite as strong. And I think it's hard to gauge that right now because Utah is one of the better teams in the Pac-12. Dixie State not really ready to be at this level yet and James Madison a top three team in the country so hard to really gauge based on Weber's schedule so far what's your take on the Wildcats so far yeah so I I had Weber State number seven in my ballot last week and then after losing to James Madison which I I know the final score was a 13 point loss but it was uh, I think Weber State scored twice in the final six or seven minutes and so it was it was you know, 37 to 10 for most of that game. So it was it was a more of a, a dominant showing uh, than James Matt for James Madison than what the final score indicates. But I ended up not dropping Weber State at all in my ballot. I kept them at number seven, and my reasoning was, you know, okay, they play UC Davis this weekend, and so I could either drop Weber State behind Montana State and UC Davis, and then five days later, Montana State or excuse me. Weber State could very well get a home win against UC Davis, and then I just moved the back up to you know the number seven spot as it is. And so I decided just to keep it where it, where it's at now, uh, just because I mean you you nailed it. You know, losing to Utah, okay, that's fine. Losing to James Madison, that's probably fine. Uh, and so a one and two start isn't ideal, but at the same time, is you know a one and two Weber State team worse than a three and oh new hampshire team i don't think so I, I still think weber state is better than new hampshire and so i'm not going to drop them you know really too far in, in my top 25 at all and so i think this is still uh, a good team who knows they still could go i don't know seven and one and share and share a, a piece of the big sky title um it's just you know i, I don't know when brownson Barron is expected to come back I, I think his you know his timetable is really important just because i think he he certainly is their best option at the quarterback position and without him you know i, I just don't know how much this offense is going to threaten people and so uh the good news is these next three games uh one of them is uc davis this week and the other one is montana state uh i think we'll find out a lot about weber state with these with two of these first three games in the big sky 
No question. The other game that I think a lot of people are going to have their eyes on from a conference race perspective is Montana State heading out to the City of Roses to take on Portland State. Uh, it'll be at Hillsborough Stadium, which is always an interesting place to play. Not a ferocious home court advantage or, or home field advantage, rather. Sometimes that is an actual advantage, especially when you're taking on a Montana school like MSU that's played in front of between twenty and 29,000 people in each of its first three games. Uh, but I think Portland State has some talent. Davis Alexander, one of the most veteran and tough-minded quarterbacks in the league. Uh, they have some weapons on the outside. Bruce Barnum's back to call in plays, which I think is a good thing. Portland State, that said, Montana State, they're coming off a pair of dominant victories over non-scholarship Pioneer League teams, but they look incredibly talented and solid to me. So just your take and your thoughts on this game against Portland State uh, out in Portland on Saturday. Yeah, I think it's a good test for the Bobcats. Uh, I really liked what, I, liked what I've seen from the team uh, in the first uh, three weeks. I mean, really should have gotten a win there at Wyoming uh, until giving up that, that last-minute touchdown. Uh, but it, 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 it's so curious on where Montana State would be in the national polls had they pulled off that, that big FBS win because then they'd be 3-0 with that FBS win instead of 2-1 with an FBS loss. And then, you know, they, they beat up on Drake, which they were supposed to do. They beat up on San Diego, uh, who, who's a, a pretty good, you know, non, a team for a non-scholarship, but still, you know, beating up on them was probably expected. And so I think Montana State is, I think for a lot of people nationally, is still a bit of an unknown on, on how good they actually are. Um, and I think this, this game uh, against Portland State well, tell us some. It might not tell us a ton about Montana State because I do think the Bobcats can go there and, and win by a few scores. And so it might not tell us nationally a ton about the Bobcats and where they stand in the national title picture. Uh, but I do still think it, it's a good test and probably their best test to date uh, as far as FCS. And finally, we got to touch on the Grizzlies. I know Cal Poly, it's a huge rebuild. It's, it's as big of a rebuild as you can possibly have because back-to-back head coaches, Rich Ellerson, Tim Walsh, running the triple option. They used to run the flex defense. Too. It was unorthodox all the way across the board, the way they recruited, the way that they built their teams. Totally different than what Bo Baldwin has uh, in mind at Cal Poly now. Triple option to spread single back offense, that in itself is a huge challenge. But then you add in the Cal Poly, one of the premier engineering schools in the country, uh, tough admission standards, not a lot of ability to recruit out of state because of the cost of tuition and those admission standards. So those challenges are uh, uh, just abounding in San Luis Obispo. But you have San Luis Obispo to recruit to, which is one of the great college towns in the United States and uh, an awesome place. You get the beach, the mountains, the vineyards, and the breweries all at once. Sounds like a dream come true to me. But So not a lot of expectations for Cal Poly this fall. Seems like they got a massive uphill battle as they come to Missoula. Uh, but just your thoughts on the Grizzlies so far and, uh, you know, I think that there's a, a, a real priority on this game for Montana because the ESPN2 showdown on the red turf in Cheney against Eastern Washington, a pair of top 10 teams. That looms next weekend, but you got to take care of business this weekend, so that one means that much more. Yeah, you certainly don't want to overlook this one with all the hype that's going to come for uh, next week's game, uh, just with the national TV and and most likely looking at a top 10 showdown uh, at Eastern Washington. So you don't want to look or overlook uh, Cal Poly. You know, I do think it is, uh, I guess my perspective from this game is just the fact of, you know, you have Coach Baldwin taking on Coach Houck again. So that part of it is an interesting storyline. I personally think this game is probably going to get pretty ugly you know, Cal Poly, you touched on it, that their their offense is going, you know, through a complete overhaul. Um, and then you, you go up against what probably is the, you know, it's not the best, certainly a top two or three defense in the FCS. 
And so I would I would be surprised if Cal Poly got over 14 points uh, in this game. And we saw Montana's offense come alive, especially you know in the second half a couple of weeks a couple weeks ago against Western Illinois. So I think this one will will probably get ugly, uh, and Montana will probably win again uh, or win big again at home. And then the true test for the Grizz I think will come next weekend. Is and like I said, I think that's when we'll get a true picture of you know is Montana number one, number two, number three in the country. Where exactly do they stand nationally? He's Sam Herter. You can find all his great work, HeroSports.com. Sam, pleasure having you. As always, my friend, thanks for the great insight and the good luck as conference play begins. Hopefully our paths cross soon. Yeah, that sounds good. I appreciate you as always having me on. ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls in Missoula. Head on down to Paradise Falls for any of your football watching action. They got breakfast, lunch, dinner, 18 draft beers, 30 big screen TVs. There's no place you're going to want to watch football other than Paradise Falls. Paradise Falls, the proud presenter of the ESPN Roundtable. Appreciate Paradise Falls for continuing to be such a great sponsor for the ESPN Roundtable. We'll do a long-form interview here on Nuanas Now each Wednesday during the 5 o'clock hour. So keep it tuned for that. Always have some of our most interesting guests, although at this point pretty much all the guests we got coming in around here are pretty darn interesting. Tease for this weekend. It's homecoming in Missoula if you haven't heard. The parade is not happening. We're not here to debate that, though. That's uh, exhausting, to say the least. But we will be having our college game day tailgate full force. We'll be out there broadcasting from an awesome RV provided by RV Truck Sales. And we have the Badlander down there slanging drinks. We got Twisted Tea down there giving samples. All sorts of swag. We got little footballs and... and uh, Little key fobs and all sorts of cool stuff from all of our awesome sponsors, Carl Tyler Chevrolet, Selway Armory, uh, Alpine Touch, Ryan Holloway and Miller, Pepsi Cola, Domino's Pizza. So if you're looking for a place to hang out before the game, come on down. We got all sorts of free stuff for you, and that'll be a great time, great little party. And myself, Ryan Tutel, Rajim Seabrook, Andrew Houghton, the whole team will be down there to get you all prepped up for Montana's Showdown against Cal Poly. The Mustangs limp into Missoula after a 48-14 loss to South Dakota last week. But it is the illustrious return of Bo Baldwin to the Big Sky Conference and to Missoula, Montana. Coach Baldwin, arguably one of the best coaches in the Big Sky Conference over the last 20 years during his time in Eastern Washington. He's the last head coach in Big Sky Conference football to win a national championship when he led the Eagles to the national crown in 2010. He's now back in the Big Sky after a five-year hiatus. Spent some time there at Cal uh, on Justin Wilcox's staff as the offensive coordinator, but now he's the head coach at the Cal Poly Mustangs. It's tough sledding for Cal Poly. They're not running the triple option anymore. They're not running the flex defense anymore. So a full system overhaul. But Coach Baldwin, he'll get it going sooner than later. That single back spread that he runs, one of the most dynamic offenses the Big Sky has seen. And he's got, more than anything, a support staff that I think has a chance to be one of the best coaching staffs in the league at least at the very least, guys that have a intimate knowledge of Big Sky Conference play. Nick Edwards, All-American receiver, is the offensive coordinator. Eric Meyer, Walter Payton award-winning quarterback, is coaching quarterbacks. J.C. Sherritt, Buck Buchanan award-winning linebacker, is the defensive coordinator. Paul Wolf, one of the best offensive line coaches in the country. He's coaching the O-line there at Cal Poly. So they'll get it going sooner or later, but we'll get you all prepped up for that. So swing on by our college game day twisted tailgate presented by Twisted T on Saturday. Hopefully we'll see you then.
out of the college game into the high school game. Class AA football is reaching the heart of its season. Some big-time matchups across the state of Montana upcoming. And a guy that knows this stuff better than almost anybody, Tyler Smith, from the uh, Class AA Facebook page that has all sorts of info. He's going to tell you more about that and also tell you how, you, how to follow along to get all the scores and stats and all the stuff you want and need when it comes to AA football. We'll also give you a preview of the upcoming weekend. Keep it right here, ESPN Missoula. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. The Spartans' winning streak is now at 13 straight after yet another triumph over one of the top teams in the state of Montana. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. The Missoula Sentinel football team has carried the momentum of last fall's state championship run into this season. After ripping off 10 in a row last year to claim the school's first Class AA state title in nearly 50 years, Sentinel moved to 3-0 this season with a gritty 29-21 victory over number 3 Kalispell Glacier on Friday night. Top-ranked Spartans saw Adam Jones score a pair of fourth-quarter rushing touchdowns to remain undefeated. Glacier power back Jake Randina scored twice on the ground, but that was offset by Sentinel senior Zach Cruz throwing a pair of first-half touchdowns to help the Spartans keep pace. Big Sky and Hillgate both had a hard time getting on track last week. The Eagles could not get on the scoreboard while six different Helena Capital players scored as the Bruins cruised to a 49-0 win in the capital city. At Washington Grizzly Stadium, the number 5 Bengals of Helena saw future Grizz quarterback Caden Hewitt fire six touchdown passes all in the first half as Helena crushed Hillgate 63-6. In the Class A ranks, Jarrett Wilson continued piling up eye-popping numbers, throwing for 370 yards in six touchdowns to lead Polson past Ronan 62-8. And in Class B, Missoula Loyola moved to 3-1 with a 39-12 win over Conrad behind 167 yards and three touchdowns on the ground from Taylor Reynolds. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. on a Wednesday. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your Wednesday. It's Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. I'm Coulter Nuanas, and we're broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. I was down there earlier today. They boast the largest inventory of trucks in the Pacific Northwest. They tell you that, and I tell you that every day, but they're not lying, man. They got all sorts of inventory down there, all sorts of sweet trucks. So uh, they're new to Missoula. But go check them out, corner of Stevens and Mount here in Missoula. Or, of course, you can check them out online at NW 
nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Time now for our prep extra segment. We do this a couple times a week. It was fun catching up with Zach Cruz yesterday. He was a little Sentinel senior. You can find that on the podcast if you missed that. A future Montana Grizzly, one of the outstanding athletes, period, in the state of Montana. But it's been fun developing a relationship with Zach. Fun having him on the show. Our prep extra presented by Farmer State Bank. Right now, your home could be more, worth more than ever. Use your equity to make a difference. You could pay off high-interest loans, finance a remodel, or build that addition you've always wanted. Start the process online at FarmersEbank.com. Farmer State Bank has been helping Montans prosper since 1907. Joined in studio now here on SWX Montana Television by Tyler Smith, a guy that's very passionate about high school football, particularly when it comes to AA football. I love the structure he provides us because – uh, he's the guy that puts together the Class AA media poll every week, the Treasure State media poll. And, uh, you know, I know that coaches don't necessarily like the polls, but it's great for us. It gives us a sort of a, a blueprint. And I like knowing, you know, when Sentinel's playing, when number one Sentinel's playing, number three Glacier or, you know, number four Butte is taking on Big Sky or whatever it might be. And so I think it gives us great structure. So, Tyler, thanks so much for swinging by, man. How you doing? Oh, it's fantastic. No, I'm, I'm doing great, you know, and it's we're at the midpoint the double-A season, you know, and it's really starting. The dust, the dust is starting to settle, and we can kind of see who's where and who's what. And uh, um, and we're finally, this week, we're going to get some great football this week. Five of the eight matchups this week in week five are going to be really, really good. You know, the other ones don't look as well, but we're going to get some great football this weekend. It's awesome that what you guys do. You can go follow these guys on Facebook. So tell people a little bit more about that because it's a great resource as well as just a great way for people to – go have a discussion and talk about what brings us all happiness, which is high school football in Montana. But tell people kind of about the Facebook page and how they can go follow it. Right. It's Montana AA Prep Football. It's only about AA football. You know, no disrespect to the other classifications in the state. Um, but we have a, a, a team of people all across the state who provide all kinds of information. we got a graphics guy in Bozeman. Um, we have a, a, a contributor in Helena, Montana. And then here in Missoula, uh, me and Nate Dolan take care of a lot of things. We've got Anthony Knockreiner, who has been part of it for a long time. Yep. He's still doing it remotely all the way from Florida. But we um, do all things AA football. We take care of the rankings. We take care of the power polls. Um, what what are the you know who's doing what with statistics? What are the um, who, what what's the schedules as far as who's playing who on each week? Um, what are the standings? We want to make sure that people know because we're all trying. To, the, the number one goal for all sixteen of these teams is to win a state championship. So we give a lot of content in the middle of the week to kind of get you ready for Friday nights. And um, we try to do it from a very positive standpoint. We Number one, it's about the boys. It's about them. We want to give them as much exposure as possible. Um, we kind of feel like we have some great players here in Montana and yeah. we'd like them to have an opportunity to play at that next level. And sometimes we feel our kids kind of fell under the radar about five years ago. Not anymore. If we got some really good players getting some D1 opportunities like Zach, like you were just talking about. Which is very cool. And uh, it is great, too, because... That's one thing I love about the fact that we are statewide, courtesy of SWX Montana Television, because I remember being back in high school, you were always wondering what's going on on the east side of the state. There wasn't all of this internet stuff. There wasn't this online hosting where you could see everything. Now you can kind of monitor what's going on around the state. I know people, they're interested. People in Billings want to know what's going on in Kalispell. People up you know, in Kalispell, they want to know what's going on in Butte. So this is a great resource. This week's Treasure State Media Poll was just released. Missoula Sentinel for the third week in a row. Tops the poll, 79 total points. 
Billings West, the preseason number one. They come in at number two. They've done a great job of rebounding and, uh, in fact, dominating since their season opening loss at Washington Grizzly Stadium to Sentinel, rematch of last year's state championship game. Kalispell Glacier, they fell last week uh, in Missoula to Missoula Sentinel, but they hold steady at number three, and they're tied with perhaps my surprise of the first uh, portion of this season. That's the Butte High Bulldogs. I think it wasn't necessarily that you didn't expect Ari Gray to field a, a, a good team because he's a great coach. Uh, I just We didn't know a lot about the personnel compared to some of these other teams in terms of their headlining returners, but Butte's done a great job getting off to a 3-1 and one start. And the Billings Senior, a team that defeated Butte High by a single point on the first AA game of the year, comes in at number five. So uh, based on the results, I don't think there's much argument over this top five poll, but uh, the fact that Sentinel's sitting atop the poll, I think that that's pretty cool because undefeated a year ago, first state title in 48 years, uh, but for Sentinel to continue this thing and come into this this weekend with a 13-game winning streak, that's impressive. Oh, it's fantastic, you know, and and I can tell you that on our page, right? There is we have almost five thousand followers, right? We have a ton of people from all over. Billings is where our biggest segment is. We have the sure. most people from Billings. A lot of smack talk from the east side. And they, have <laughs> hey. to, they make sure they let us know. Hey, look at who's won the state championships in the last five years. Billings Senior went back to back. They had their long winning streak. Billings West won a game in there. Bozeman's been really dominant. Bozeman's actually won three of the last ten state championship so those are all the east side and they make sure that we know it um so the people like they want to make sure that i know hey don't get a little squirrely over there over in missoula just because you guys got one remember what we got going on over here but it's been a lot of fun um and i've been coached i've been friends with coach dane oliver way way before he was even the high school football coach here in town sure it's nice to see what he's done at sentinel over his, this is year number ten for him, and um, and you know, he took a, a program that was really at the very bottom, and he, he's really churned it, built a foundation, got the fan base involved, got the parents involved, and has really done a fantastic job with them. Nuana is now one hundred two nine ESPN Missoula SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuana. Tyler Smith joining me, talking all things Class AA football. Part of our prep extra presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank has been helping Montanans prosper since 1907. Experience the difference at a location near you uh, a follow-up question on that tyler because i remember back when i was in high school uh, here in missoula about 15 years ago uh, sentinel had no chance it was it was a basketball school all day all the way and uh football i mean we we literally in crosstown mattress would have the conversation let's beat sentinel without throwing the football let's just run it every single time and and to see where they have come now a phenomenal phenomenal rebuild by dane oliver and we talk a lot about the culture at Sentinel, the way that they've done it. I think they're so smart to have recruited all these bright, young coaches that have th- this drive. I think kids respond really well when guys have played at the highest level when they're coaching them too, like Coach Oliver and many of the guys on his staff have. But you've been close to this program, both officiating, being a dad that, of kids that have played there. How has it changed for you? Well, I, I think part of the biggest is, is the culture was one of it, you know, um, because it, we literally back in the day had kids that probably should have come to Sentinel High School, but were going cross town down South Avenue to play co- for Coach Eckergan no over at Big Sky because they had a winning program. They were, you know, Coach Eckergan had his teams in the playoffs year in and year out, and Sentinel just did not know how to win. I mean, they had 
two different 30-plus game losing streaks. Right. I mean, it was highlighted in Sports Illustrated. Yeah, it was a big deal. So, um, But to turn it around, I mean, it started with Pete Joseph. Pete Joseph came in first and really started to do it. Then he had an opportunity to leave, and Dane was on his staff. And Dane has just kind of kept step after step after step and has really presented a lot of really fun football there. Um, and Sentinel has benefited a lot. I'll tell you, the MYF program here For in Missoula sure. has been fantastic. I do believe that the other coaches at the other high schools here in town have not embraced that as much as Dane Oliver has. And I think that's part of the problem. If you, if you see Sentinels at the top, I, we, we kind of ran the records for the last four years. Sentinels, one of the top three teams overall record the last three or four years. And then the other two programs in town are at the bottom four sure. or five. I kind of feel like, you know, hey, you got to kind of buy into that junior high program or that level because we don't have junior high at this metro. Everywhere else in the state, they have junior high football except in Missoula. So I really, it, it's it's exciting. The parent, the tailgates, you got to come out to a tailgate sometime. The tailgate level at Sentinel High School football games is, is like grizzly level. It's crazy. Last Love week, it. there was 250 people there before the game kicked off. And they're doing everything you can imagine that they're doing at the Grizzly Day on Saturday. They're doing it on Friday night. You got to love it. If there ever was a testament to Missoula youth football as well, it's the fact that this most recent group of kids, both uh, in 2019 and 2020, I mean, eight of those guys are playing college ball now, and then you have a couple more coming up the pipe that are going to play college ball too. So it, it directly correlates to success on the field with a semifinal berth and a state championship, and then as well in college scholarships as well. Tyler, just a couple minutes left, but I want to ask you because – I am intrigued by Butte. I think that we know when we look through these teams in the top five, I mean, star-studded, right? I mean, Sentinel's got Zach Cruz. He's the man. I mean, he's, he is one of the most talented players in, in Montana. Billings West, a, a slew of talent, a bunch of really good players. Kalispell Glacier, I think Jake Randina gets a lot of the headlines, but they have a lot of good athletes as well. Of course, Jake Randina, the, the power running back. But I want to know about Butte. Tell me about Butte High. Okay, Butte. First of all, you got to start. First, you got to start with Cameron Guernsey, right? Yep. His dad, Scott Guernsey's big time Missoula guy, played for the Grizz. I forgot Guernsey's he living is, over there in Butte. Yeah, okay. He is living it up. So Cameron's is doing fantastic. They did a dual um, dual threat quarterback thing there for a while. They had Tyler Leary, and then they had the Stetson kid. Stetson kid has kind of emerged as their top choice there. Um, and then Naranchi. I mean, there's nothing like having to go there. And play. There's ghosts at Naranchi Stadium, right. man. That is that's big time to have to go there. So um, they're just they, it's just Butte against the world, Butte against Montana, right? It's us that's against right. everybody else. And they and again they flew under the radar. We didn't give them much press over the summer. We gave press to Great Falls High a lot. They're and they can't four. they can't score. It's it's it's. I cannot believe we're stunned that they're 0-4. Uh, stunned. And this weekend, I mean, there literally are some teams this weekend, if they lose again, um, the 0-4 Great Falls High, the 0-4 Belgrade, the 0-4 um, Missoula Hellgate, they really dig themselves in a hole I don't think they can get out of. I don't see any option for them to make the playoffs if they lose this weekend. But Butte High is in the mix, and I can tell you this, what's going to be big time about Butte High, if Sentinel keeps churning like they're doing, week nine, Sentinel has to go play Butte on a Thursday night at Naranchi. In Butte. There'll be 5,000 people there. <laughs> oh, It'll buddy, be freezing cold. It is going to be unbelievably crazy. So that's what's coming down the pike. But Dane does not like us talking about that. We can only look at what's in front of us. Here comes Helena High this weekend. That's probably the matchup in the state at the AA level, right? That's, there's two. We have you know we have two different game of the weeks. The Sentinel at Helena High is a game, and we had an East Side one too. CMR has come out of nowhere, they and they're back in the groove, and they play Billing Senior this weekend. Billing Senior's got to travel over and play there, you know, in you know 
in the Magic City. So I don't know what's going to happen there this weekend. Um, it's time for CMR to prove if they really belong, you know, because there's no doubt seniors legit. If the Big Sky Conference is better when Montana, Montana State is good, Class of White Football is better when Great Falls CMR is good. That is a fact of life, and I'm glad they got it going a little bit. Tyler, great stuff, man. We'll definitely invite you back uh, for another round here uh, as the season progresses. But thanks so much for coming in. Great insight. And tell people one more time where they can find uh, all this great information online. Okay, it's Montana AA Prep Football. Montana Daily. It's on Facebook. You know, at Montana AA Prep Football. Type it into your browser. You'll find it. Um, and like I said, there's content, new, fresh content every day. We try to have a lot of fun with it. We appreciate your opinion. And it's all about being positive for these boys. Love, passionate people doing fun stuff, particularly when it's on behalf of the youth of our communities. Tyler Smith, go follow that Facebook page for all you want to know about Class AA football. Get your prep for the rest of the week and tease tomorrow's show. Keep it right here. It's been Radio. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Montana, welcome back. Who on is now? 1029 ESPN Missoula as well as statewide television. SWX Montana TV. I'm Coulter Nuanez. It's been an awesome show. Thanks to all of our great guests. We've had all sorts of guests this week, and that's how we like to do it around here. So uh, today, heard from Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Television. Alex Eshelman, SWX Montana Television. Similar conversations. Sean, more about the Grizzlies. Alex, more about the Bobcats. Gave you some fancy football advice. By the way, we did... I get a couple texts. One text, the text about Damian Harris and who you trade him for. I got to research that. So I'm going to give you a little more uh, insight. It was just hard to do while we were in the midst of this show. I want to give you a good answer, but we will will hook you up with some wings. So thanks for everybody for texting in, asking your fancy football stuff. We also heard from Sam Herter from Hero Sports and Tyler Smith from the Montana Class AA Prep Football uh, page. They're doing a great job over there keeping everybody apprised of what's going on in Class AA football. All that can be found on the podcast, which is sponsored by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sportsbet Montana. Tomorrow, Ty Gregorak, Mary Lou's Cook, our good friend Carolyn, and Bobby Houck. We'll see you at 4 p.m. In the meantime, be good. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, fiber deployments, and community events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news.
It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore. Your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. 